0: Give me one shot here on a blue chip stock. Believe me, Kevin, the only problem you're going to have is that you didn't buy more. Nobody knows if the stock is going to go up, down, sideways, or in circles. What's going on, NBA Draft fans? Your boys are back, the Wolves of Ball Street, the Draft Act, NBA Draft Podcast. We have a very special episode today because we are doing another edition of our mock draft the final mock draft of the nba draft season and to do it with us we have a very special guest we have tyler rucker from backcourt violation
1: oh yeah i'm very
0: excited i'm very excited for tyler to be here um tyler what's going on man
2: not much i'm very excited uh christmas morning is a couple days away so thank you guys for having me i know we've wanted to do this for a while so it's 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 fun that we're finally uh getting after it
0: hell yeah we're we're excited to have you because you know we like to pride ourselves on creativity on this show I've, I've always liked to pride myself on my creativity and I feel like you're one of the only other dudes that are doing creative things out there in the draft world I think there's a lot of really awesome draft content out there but a lot of it is cookie cutter I feel like you're bringing something different to the table and uh it's appreciated
2: no I appreciate that i, I same goes for you guys I feel like It's always fun to be able to get to know the draft community and seems like for a while we've been on the same page when it comes to prospects and all that fun stuff. So
0: now it's fun to finally do a podcast together. Hell motherfucking yeah. (laughs) It's going to be an exciting episode. It's an exciting (laughs) episode, boys. We are going to mock draft for the teams based on what we think they are going to do, not necessarily what we would do. Uh, Mm -hmm. We might throw in an opinion here and there. You know, we've been known to do that on the show. But we are going to draft for the teams. Let's go. Tyler, you're our guest. We're going to give you the first pick. Um,
2: You guys gave me the toughest decision ever? (laughs) Um, Wow. No, I mean, I'm going with Cade. I'm not going to make this difficult. Um, I thought they were going to go with Cade Cunningham ever since they basically, the Houston Rockets showed the number two pick on the lottery night. So mm-hmm. I think Detroit did a fantastic job of basically playing the process the right way. Uh, Troy Weaver did good of saying, you know, we're not sure yet. We might like Jalen Green a lot just in case they get a godfather offer to move down a slot. Maybe they did like Jalen Green, but you know, I'm going to keep it short and simple. I like Cade. I think he's going to make that team better. He's going to move that organization forward. And um, Detroit basketball, baby, they're back.
0: They're on their way. Bad boys are back. The bad boys are back. That's the obvious pick. I don't think there's yeah. any need to overthink this, right? That's, right, it, right. Let's we'll keep be that Cade. short and
2: sweet
1: so we can get yeah. into the dirty stuff. <laughs> All
0: right. Uh, Albert, do you want the second pick? Do you want the third pick?
1: Um,. Let's keep it spicy. I'll go third. Let you go second. All right.
0: I'm going to go second. I'm (laughs) going to take on the uh, Houston Rockets. Mm. You know what? There has been so much Jalen Green smoke out in the ether. Yes. And the Houston Rockets hired, I believe, some draft Twitter guys. Draft Mm -hmm. Twitter always tends to fall on the more analytical side of, of the game. For some reason, I feel like the Jalen Green stuff is a little bit of smoke. Mm. I I think the Rockets are going to take Evan Mobley. Oh, my. I love that so much. <sighs> I just I think that it I, look. I've been on the Jalen Green bandwagon uh mm-hmm. from back all the way back when he was in high school playing in FIBAs. He was number two on my board. But for some reason, I just feel like mobley's going to be the guy now maybe i know i've i've heard a little bit that he might not want to go to houston but Mm -hmm. but he wants to go to cleveland has he been to either of those cities (laughs) (laughs) i'm going to war for my cleveland
2: fans out there i've decided (laughs) i'm going to battle for them so but i get it i know what you're saying
0: yeah Mm -hmm. i mean look i i actually i i've been to cleveland many times um it's a, it's a lovely city when, you know, the bugs aren't out attacking, but right. yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like the Houston stuff is a smokescreen. I think they're, they're going to throw a slight off speed pitch and hit us with, uh, with Mobley on
1: draft night. Damn. Look at you. I, yeah. I dude, I gave you the second pick cause I just assumed you were going to take Jalen green and now <laughs> I'm like all kinds of jacked up, but, um, <laughs> This is perfect. Okay. So I'll go third, right? Yep. Um, Okay. I'm the Cavs. Uh, I'm Kobe. I'm Kobe Altman. I'm looking at myself and I'm thinking, Hey, um, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be able to offload Colin Sexton. And um, let's jump into the future with Garland and Jalen green. I'm going to take Jalen green third. Um, I feel like if this does happen, Holy crap. Um, with you taking Mobley at two because dude I I think the Cavs would be heartbroken because Mobley would be freaking perfect on that Cav squad and um, I I, I mean I guess what they'll do is they'll like fight tooth and nail to keep Jared Allen and then they'll have uh, Garland and Green and they'll probably ship out Sexton is what I'm predicting here and so I'll go Jalen Green three but damn Mobley would have been freaking amazing for the Cavs and think about like the luck that the Cavs have had over the last twenty years, and if they ended up with Mobley at at three, that's just like unbelievable nonsense. And I I just don't understand the draft luck that the Cavs be getting. But anyway, um, in in our mock draft, I end up with Jalen Green, and that's not bad. It's not like a consolation prize. I, I mean, I think you and I both have Jalen Green two on our board. So yep. Jalen Green at three to the Cleveland Cavaliers.
0: Look, if if Green goes three to the Cavs, they have to. Go back to the black and like turquoise and orange oh, fat, yeah. fat Sean Kemp look the, yes. the yeah the, Terrell Brandon yeah the maroon and gold whatever they got going on right now Ugh. it's just not drippy enough for a guy like Jalen Green they need yeah. they need something they need the refresh I would that's that what that's what needs to happen if if that scenario uh
1: goes. DeJuan Wagner vibes
0: yes sir all right Tyler <laughs> you're on the clock for Canada's. Toronto Raptors
2: so okay Mobley went to I'm I'm like Albert I'm just completely all my wires are mixed up right now um (laughs) okay yeah no I'm gonna go Suggs but I do think I don't know why but I feel like I'm waking up in the middle of the night with like a Scotty Barnes sweat for the Raptors at four for some reason I can't get the idea out of my head I love Suggs. I probably am a bigger Suggs fan than most. I think the Toronto and Suggs fit would be probably one of my favorite in the top five. Um, he's just had a weird pre-draft process. I feel like there's not been a lot of love. You didn't know, talk to, you know, I guess people around social media and it seems like the opinion from what I've heard around the league is a lot stronger on Suggs. Like there's a lot more fans than you might imagine, but I like him. I, I he's just he's a sports car in open court. You know, he's got some athleticism. I think he plays his butt off and I just I think that match with that Raptors roster already would be fascinating. Um a random side note, I did not see that trade rumor yesterday until way late about the Ben Simmons stuff. So that stuff caught me off guard. Yeah, that's mm. that's, that's,
0: that's interesting
2: we'll mm-hmm. see what happens but for for mock purposes um yeah i'm going to go suggs to the raptors at 4
0: yeah i think that some of the reason that suggs has been kind of one of the the least talked about guys in this group is maybe twofold one i feel like everybody kind of realizes he's slightly below the top 3 in a tier i feel like right, everybody right. has come to a consensus on that and then the other thing like he's signed with wasserman yes and- they don't do anything like yeah. pre- like press, like they don't do interviews. <laughs> they just go about their business. So like you haven't heard anything from Mobley and you haven't heard anything from Suggs. And uh, so there's no like push to, it, it, they're not in our faces at all. They're not really it, showing up point. on, on ESPN or on YouTube on podcasts. They're, they're just like chilling in the background and people forget uh, Jalen Suggs just led, gonzaga to a nearly perfect season um and was fucking awesome the entire year so (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but you're right though about the the scotty barnes thing that for for whatever reason it feels like the scotty barnes train is chugging along at full speed and it would not shock me to see toronto take him especially because he kind of fits in with all of the guys they've had success drafting right over the years right like they developed Og into this awesome player Siakam, and if they feel like, you know, Siakam's getting up there, I know there's a lot of rumors that you know they might be moving him, uh, and they feel like they can build around Og and and uh, and Scotty Barnes and develop the offense the same way they've developed it with Og and, and Siakam. Maybe maybe uh, Scotty turns that no offense reputation around and becomes a fucking baller. Right. Right. That's interesting. That's interesting. All right. All right. So that means I have Orlando, correct? Yes. Okay. So things get fun. This (laughs) is where things get fun, man. This is drawing
2: straws. Once you get to five, it's drawing straws, basically. Mm.
0: It really is. I feel like Orlando is going to do the safe thing at five, while still going for the prospect that has a little bit of the. Upside in Scotty Barnes. Like, obviously, Mm -hmm. like Scotty's floor is he's going to be a productive NBA player. He's going to be an, you know, an absolutely baller defensive player and he's going to be awesome as a passer. You could use him off the ball. I buy his shot. I think he's safe. He's obviously just. The absolute worst fit possible on Orlando because <laughs> they just keep drafting these guys and they just don't want to ever find guys that complement the rest of their roster. So you don't find the uh, the appeal in in the upside in any of these guys. But I don't think their roster is set in stone right now. I think they still have moves to make and uh, who knows if they're even going to have this pick. Maybe they trade it uh, eventually. But I- I'm just going to take Scotty Barnes here. Obviously, a, a lot of the Kaminga stuff has not been great uh as far as the intel coming out i don't think it's been devastating either but um people seem to be in love with with scotty so i think Orlando's just gonna you know do the uh the the obvious move here hmm.
1: you know a name to look out for there that i think wouldn't be crazy considering how much he's been rising book night you know, like, what if Orlando is just like, maybe they hear you, Corey. Maybe they're listening to the pod. They're going to listen to this mock draft and be like, you know, Corey's right. Maybe we got to go with a different profile here and go after book night. Who knows, right? But um, with that being said, at six for the Oklahoma City Thunder, um, you know, like my gut. And actually, no, not even my gut. Like, I just get a hunch that they are going to be super into Kaminga. But I also think Kaminga might fall. And I'm gonna take book night here. I think book night could be interesting. Like I honestly, at this point, do we know what Sam Presti is thinking? Does anyone know what Sam Presti is thinking? He's kind of all over the place, right? So um, I'm gonna actually take book night here and see how this jacks up our board because I just I get a weird feeling that Kaminga is gonna fall because I personally I, maybe the highest one on Kaminga here. I have him fifth on my board, but I, I think. I think OKC is going to take book night. So I'll I'll lock in book night here at six for the Oklahoma City Thunder.
0: I don't I don't think that's outrageous. Mm. Um, I I, might even be probable if the board fell like this. But you said something about you don't know where Sam Presti's at. There's been Mm -hmm. rumors that he's open to moving
1: SGA. And exactly. We don't know where he's at.
0: (laughs) And and like, why? Exactly. What the (laughs) hell is that? Well, especially SGA, if you
2: get Book Night, why don't you just see what you got there? Maybe that backwards, like, right? Sick. You know, Sick. that's the
0: thing. If you're open to moving SGA, I don't really know why you're going for Book Night. Because mm. to me, like Book Night, I like I think his, like, obviously he has off the bounce creation, but I think that he's going to excel the most playing off of somebody else that can make plays. <laughs> like I, SGA. I, I agree, I agree. Like SGA, so <laughs> just drafting him. <laughs>
2: What is going on? I
0: don't know. It, I, it it would be weird. I don't think they're going to trade SGA. I think you know if there's any truth, like I get like offering up for Cade. If you believe he's going to be, uh, you know, a, a multiple-time All NBA player, but uh, if they move SGA just for the sake of moving it or for mm-hmm. more assets than like Sam Presti, maybe maybe he don't got it no more. <laughs>
1: no, I, and they should. Because... Yeah. Sorry, Go ahead, no, Albert.
0: No, Albert, no, you I, got
1: it. And they shouldn't because this is a really underrated aspect. But the Thunder jersey is pretty ugly, but shay looks great in it. Have you guys <laughs> noticed that? I feel like he looks awesome now, in the Thunder jersey. <laughs>
0: I'm a I'm a Thunder jersey truther. Really? I'm like one of the only people, and like I'm big on jersey design. Like literally mm. in the last episode, uh, in the last issue of the Hardwood Magazine, I interviewed mm. Tom O'Grady. That's right. Who designed basically every piece of NBA content in from like 1990 to 2000 and (laughs) like, I don't know, 13 or something, all of the best logos. I am hugely into NBA jersey aesthetics, and I think that the Thunder hate is a little bit overrated. It's not like the best jersey in the league by any Mm -hmm. means, and a lot of their... They're very hit or miss on their like alternate jerseys. Sometimes yeah. they're awesome. Sometimes they're yes. just just yes. the worst things ever. But their main jerseys, I don't know. I like the colors. I'm like a child yeah. who you know is still inspired by Nickelodeon. So I, <laughs> I like the bright colors. <laughs> I like the
2: Thunder jerseys too. I'm on board. But I, the alternates,
0: <laughs> I keep waiting for them to make
2: the good alternates. So I, I'm patiently waiting that. But yeah. he does look
1: great in a Thunder jersey.
2: Yes, he does. <laughs> All right. Um uh, okay. Golden State's I'm, on the clock. All right. Um I'm gonna go just quickly, Albert's point about Vuknight at five, for some reason I have vibes of that too, especially if they think they could get someone at eight. Um, um that's a similar forward. But I do I do like the Scotty Barnes to Orlando thing because I just I think Isaac and Barnes with their wingspan can cover the whole entire court. So um at Warriors I'm gonna I'm gonna take I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna take Kaminga. I I think the upside's too high. Um, I know his pre-draft process has been a little bit, you want to say, on the downhill. I know the buzz hasn't been great, but I'm still a big believer in his game. I've liked what I've heard from people that have kind of worked around him when it comes to like being at those G League games and the camps in the beginning of the year. So, um, I just think if you're the Warriors and you have two picks at seven and 14, you're probably hoping that you're never picking at seven again for a couple of years. years. Um, you might not be able to get a guy with upside like this and Kaminga. And I just, for some reason, I love the idea of putting him in that locker room, like him going up against that team every day in practice, being around those guys, his age. Yes. I'm going to mention his age, but he's just, everything you want from a two-way raw player that you can just put in and develop. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I would go potential and upside at seven and 14, try to find yourself someone who could come in and help you off the bench right away. I mean, so that's just, that's my belief. I understand everyone that's lower on Kaminga. I get every reason why, but you know, maybe we're looking if the G league had a longer season and he turns a corner and has himself a solid month. Maybe your people are saying, okay, you know, I, I get it, you know, with this guy. So yeah, I'm going Kaminga at seven. I just, I would, I'd be shocked if the Warriors passed up someone like that with mm. the upside. But I get it
0: if they think,
2: you know, a Davion Mitchell or someone could come in and help them earlier on. Right.
0: I agree with you. And I think that they're hoping that a guy like Davion would be available at 14. Yes. Uh, like that. It sounds like it might be there. You know, it, it's possible. And I agree. I think that they're, they would take Kaminga here. I think that we've all overreacted Mm -hmm. to Kaminga's floor. Mm -hmm. Yes, I do too. Mm -hmm. Like, people are saying that he was horrible in the G League. Like He wasn't horrible in the G League. One, he's younger than most of the prospects. Um, And two, he had, like, all of the flashes that you wanted to see. And I actually thought, like, he showed some playmaking chops that, are a little under the radar. I don't think no one's talking about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I I don't think he's going to be Cade where you're looking at him as a lead ball handler, but I thought that he made some like pretty interesting, like improvisational reads when he was attacking. Mm -hmm. Right. And it wasn't always the right read, but it was the willingness to sometimes make those reads. And he showed the shot making. And sometimes there were weird decisions that he made, but again, he's young. And uh, I, I think that he still has all of this crazy potential. On both sides, I think he showed the potential on both sides. Sure, he was inconsistent, but like you said, Golden State is getting a guy who could return top three value if he hit his peak, and I don't think they would pass on that. Um, I think they're like you said. I think they're they're more willing to take the safer guy at fourteen. So that's a good uh, that's a good pick in my book. What do you? I know Corey, you feel highly about this guy as I do,
2: but I mean, what if Wiseman and Kaminga all of a sudden click? I mean, Mm, just think of that young core that's terrifying two years down the road. Oh my gosh. Like that's what your, you know, life after Steph and Clay could almost be Kaminga Wiseman and whoever else you had. I mean, right. That would get me excited enough
0: for the future. I mean, it's just I don't know. I I think it would be a fantastic pick for them. So a hundred percent. And then the other thing, like, all right, let's say that they they want to move picks to compete in the future or whatever, like Mm -hmm. Kaminga Wiseman as a package eventually is enough to entice some team Ugh. that you they could be the the start to your rebuild. I think exactly. But, but I like touching on Wiseman quick. I don't want to go too in depth. But like, what are we doing here at the I, Wiseman discourse? <laughs> what are we doing? Like,
2: because I went on a rant on our pod the other day, and I can't I can't handle it anymore. I'm about, I'm like, like the it. Joker in a holding That's cell right stupid. now
0: yeah because here's the thing so you're telling me that the the thoughts on Wiseman before the draft were were that he had this immense talent immense immense athletic ability all of these tools but he doesn't yet have the experience and he's gonna be a a, a guy who needs a little bit of time mm-hmm. and then he comes out and shows all of these brilliant flashes but also shows that the assessment he that he time. needed a little bit of time, was correct, right? So, if you're looking at last year as a floor, like what did he average? Like twelve points and six rebounds, a block in like twenty minutes a game. And Almost everyone acts really like he averaged like. Doing?
2: Everyone acts like he averaged five points a game and two <laughs> rebounds and
0: six turnovers. Right. I'm like, what? Did I watch the same season as everyone? Like <laughs> it's it's the group think for a bunch of people. And because look, I promise, most of the people on the East Coast, you were not watching those Warriors right. games. I know you were in bed. I know you were sleeping. <laughs> Yes. you're not Nakias Duncan. All right. You are not, nakias duncan alright you were not you are not breaking down film post, you know, post game. I know. Uh, well, I, and look, go ahead. Go ahead. Gonna, he's going to be good. He's going to be good. Uh-huh. He's going to be good, man.
2: My last thing I'll say on that before we, cause I know we could probably talk an hour alone on this, but, um, I talked to my buddy who's a Suns fan and I go like, imagine if Deandre Ayton played three games at Arizona in college. Right. And right. that was it. I mean, I, he would have a learning curve too. It would take more time. Like Aiton had a full and he season. He had a learning curve. Exactly. So, I, I, yeah, that that that
0: woke me up. Thank you. Just saying James yeah. Wiseman names this day yeah. like wakes me up. And, and my final thing before I pick for Orlando <laughs> is that he also. Um, Fuck! I lost my train of thought. That's it. All right, we're gonna move no, on. I, <laughs> <laughs> I threw a curveball. There's the wrench we yeah. needed in the mock I had a good it. I, it. I had a I had a final good point on on Wiseman, but uh, we come back to it. We, we, no, no we I got it. it. I got it. Okay. fuck it, I got it. <laughs> what if he went to a team that sucked and he just had was able to play thirty minutes a game and and figure stuff out?
2: Well, he he would have averaged fifteen and eleven, and everyone would have said he was the best player in the league. Right. Uh, yeah. He should have gone right. first yeah. overall.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's, let's move on. Please move on. Please, I got your back, James. <laughs> um, All right. Uh, there's been a lot of hype for this guy. I don't think Orlando uh, going in the top ten as of late. A lot of rumors that he was promised. I think that Orlando is going to take another one of these big versatile guys. Maybe a guy who has a little bit more shot making potential than some of uh, the guys that usually take this early in the process. No, I think Orlando do is going to take. Franz Wagner
1: oh <laughs>
2: what I think this is gonna happen too and I, I can't
0: <laughs> stop thinking about it it's driving me nuts mm. I think they're gonna walk away with Scotty Barnes and Franz Wagner two huge switchable dudes who can play multiple positions wow. add add him to, to Jonathan Isaac I think they're gonna abandon the uh, what was it the 2018 draft or two with uh, Carter and Bamba mm. is it 18 or 17 whatever well, it is. NLP, I think they're, Kiki? So they're yeah, just going to play all forwards. They're going to, yeah. And they're, cause they're going to let Isaac be the, the new age small ball five. And, uh, and he's really not even that small. <laughs> he'll, he'll be big enough for Jesus. it. And I think they're going to may, maybe they'll keep uh Wendell Carter for his appropriate bench role. And um, I think they're going to roll. I think they're just going to go modern, versatile, young guy. Who's got international experience is as young as some of the freshmen. And is a baller role player. I think they're going to take Franz. Wow! Did you see the Zaire Williams room? Oh my this god!
1: Morning? Yeah. Oh god! I, I hope not. I, I, I almost, heard it.
2: I almost threw my phone across Look, the room.
0: If Orlando, if Orlando takes Zaire, Jesus, they should be relegated <laughs> to the G League. They should be. Relegated I like Orlando
2: to the fans. I like. <laughs> I root for Magic fans, but Zaire at eight would just. It's tough. It would okay, be, a, uh, it'd be a catastrophe. Didn't
1: didn't we mention in our group chat that uh, someone had Vrenza uh, Blyenberg going at, at, at uh, 8 to the, to <laughs> <Yes>. the Magic?
2: <laughs> someone had him on their big board, which I respect everyone that puts together a big board, but when I yeah. saw that, I was like, whoa. whoa, whoa. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Spending a little too much time on Twitter.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, Jesus.
0: <laughs> All right, Albert, you're okay. on the clock for Sacramento at number nine. They took Dude, bronze. I'm- That's where the smoke is for them. So what are they going to do if if their guy's not there?
1: Dude, my my mind is effed right now. I'm just thinking of that, that magic front court. Holy crap. With Franz and Scotty and Isaac. Holy shit. Clamps where do they stand on the court okay um let me think about this at nine who do we have left? Oh, oh that's what's kind of albert
2: that's what they're saying about the opposition they're saying where <laughs> they can be able to stand on <laughs> <laughs>
1: jesus okay so if it's the kings and they're looking for another nick stauskas that would be corey kispert but not gonna go that route. Um, Too, soon. Too soon. Yeah, you know what? Let's go with let's go with our guy. I, I think this makes sense here, and I think this is a really interesting fit with Halliburton and Fox. I'm gonna go Alper and Shangun, man. And I know you made this pick on another mock draft, Corey, but I think yeah. if Franz is off the board here, and it seems like that's who they want at nine, but if he's gone, then I think Shangun is a natural guy to take next. Um, who actually, in my mind, I would have taken Shangun over Franz. Um, Just for me, because I have him higher on my board. But um, yeah, I think Shangun's a great fit here. I think Halliburton and uh, Fox—they're—I think they can have rapport with him starting day one. Um, I I think the playmaking ability of Shangun and Halliburton and Fox, like that, becomes a really diverse and versatile offense. I think Um, if Shangun can get acclimated pretty quickly to the league. that's actually a yeah. I, I'm really happy with this one actually. So I'm gonna go Shangun at nine, and I think the Kings move into next season with a ridiculously fun, exciting, and versatile uh, young group of guys. And then, of course, what happens with Buddy Heald? I mean, that, I think that's gonna be interesting too to see where they end up with that, and if they can bring back um, who's the center that's a uh, restrictor for them? Or Rashawn Holmes, Holmes, right? Yeah, if they can bring back Holmes. I think that'll be interesting too. But yeah, I feel pretty good about this. I'm gonna take Shangun at nine.
0: I love it. I mean, you know, Shangun is he's my guy in this draft. Um uh, mm-hmm. I actually think there's like a slight chance that the Magic get weird and take Shangun at, at 8.
2: I I did too. I feel weird. I
0: I did a mock and had him at 8. Um, I they, I think there's a chance. I mean, look, I'm not taking what Hito Turklu says as gospel, but he did like <laughs> and as Why not? You know, Why aren't you taking as maybe gospel? <laughs> <laughs> oh especially as you know he played for the magic maybe he has some some ties some connections but he kind of uh did a little shangoon magic thing the other day on on the internet but uh i don't know there's i feel like this spot is gonna there's gonna be somebody who's like well, really oh yeah uh, oh so i'm i'm excited that oh, the draft is gonna be the best all right tyler you're on the um, clock for the Memphis Grizzlies. Let's
1: go. Ten. Big trade. I know.
0: Woj bomb yesterday.
1: Whole new I, world.
2: I, um, the favorite. My favorite part about the Shingoon pick that Albert just made is I realized the other night that him and Halliburton get to share the floor at the same time. And exactly. I just started like crying tears of oh, joy. So, so that, that was my guy basketball. last
1: year. It's going to be magic. Um,
2: Memphis, you know, I. this will be interesting to talk about with you guys. I guess I'm going to go Josh Giddy. I'm going to buy yeah. into the hype. I know yeah. that it seems like Moses Moody is the name also rumbling as of late. Someone even said they're potentially trying to maybe go up for someone like Kaminga. So I know Memphis might yeah. just be all over the board, but that Memphis trade was crazy. I liked the, them going up from 17 to 10 for sure. Even though I loved Jonas. Um. I'll, I'll go Josh Giddy and then I'll just open it to you guys. I, what are you thinking of the fit with Morant? Do you think it works? Do you think it's do little awkward?
0: I think it's awkward. Mm-hmm. I get uh, the I mean, idea. Look, I like Ja as like an off-ball cutter, and obviously yes. like I think he can run the floor in transition. But at the end of the day, he is going to be a guy who has the ball in his hands a, a lot. lot. A lot. You know, he's more Westbrook than Steph in that. I, I agree. You know, so, and isn't that what you want Giddy for? I get that there's, like, a little bit of Ingles in Giddy where he could be, like, a connector who could play off of your high-usage guy. So, like, I think Giddy's smart enough to make it work. I just don't know if you're maximizing right Giddy's potential by doing that. And to trade up for him just to play off, like... I don't know. Cause I think his offense is still pretty far away from, a, at least from a scoring perspective. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I like the size. I like the, I like any guy who can make plays. I, I'm i probably not going to disagree with whatever the Grizzlies do because they knock, you know, the ball out of the park. Um, I love and, them in the you know, draft. In the draft so yeah. I, I I'll buy into whatever decision they make. But mm. the, I think this is one of those scenarios. Like, I feel like it's a little easier to kind of take the safe analytical approach when you're drafting at like 19, 20, 21. Mm -hmm. But when Mm -hmm. you're being aggressive and trading up into the top 10 and you're taking a swing, I feel like there's going to be some variance there and you know, your approach might differ from what you found successful. So I I think it's a swing, even, even with all the trust I have in the Grizzlies front office, but Mm -hmm. it'll be interesting.
1: Cor- go oh. ahead, Albert. What were you going to say? No, Cor- Yeah, no, Corey, I was going to say, I, I think it's funny. I think recently we've been hearing a lot of these Scotty Barnes and Ben Simmons um, comps, and my thing is I'm a little bit more worried about Giddy than even Barnes because Giddy's offense, Like, I, I think we are okay with the shot, but the shot is not a guarantee at all that his shot is going to translate to the next level. And if that's the case, then offensively, like, I think – as you mentioned he can be a connector but i think like a better connector would be like a franz wagner type than a josh giddy i think josh giddy as you mentioned like for ben simmons what do people say all the time i wish ben could be on a team where he's just operating and he has you know shooters all around him and he can have the freedom to create and i think giddy's a same type of player i think giddy needs that type of environment for him to fully blossom into the player that he's going to be and i think his fit next to Ja is a little messy, and if anything, the other name that you mentioned, Moody, I think Moody might be a slightly better fit. A Moody, a guy that you know, we like his spot of shooting a lot. We like his potential to grow as you know, like a secondary, tertiary, you know, creator. And I think adding another wing next to Ja like that, who we know kind of he's going to be able to come in and shoot. I think that seems like a better choice to me. But once again, I'm, I'm actually kind of just deferring to the Memphis front office here, but. I I think it's a little messier than people realize.
2: Is I have one more question. Is is that too
0: rich for Kispert there? Personally, I don't think so.
2: Why does Desmond Bain and Corey Kispert on the floor with Morant? Just get me really pumped up about life, but I also know they got Dylan Brooks, but it's also just seems like a type of guy that would be a Memphis pick. That would be fantastic. But I'm with you guys. I I think the fit's weird. I get it um because i really like giddy a lot but i what albert said if it's scotty barnes is scotty's like unbelievable defensive player and i don't think giddy's there not on that level yet and he's just mm-hmm. so young still and his body needs to add some strength but he's he's a fantastic playmaker so who knows i don't know maybe it's some yeah. great smoke we don't know it-
0: it might be, but I I actually I love Kispert there. I think Kispert's a safer shooter than Moody, um, mm-hmm. and I get the potential. Mm-hmm. But if if I'm Memphis, like I want, I just want to surround Jab with as much floor spacing as possible. I want right, the floor right. to be as open as I possibly can. And they traded. They're going to trade up for Giddy, whose shot is questionable. Uh, even if you're a buyer, it's you don't. I, I'm sure you don't think it's a lock. And then you trade for Eric Bledsoe and Stephen Adams. So like you're putting less shooting on the floor when you could take one of these floor spacers and then run out like the Ja, uh Bain, Kispert, Jaron Jackson Jr., and I guess uh, Steven Adams lineup and there's at least a balance there to it. Right. Um so I, I don't know. It's they're they've they've definitely made some interesting decisions. It's it's gonna be
1: wait, I have Corey, I have one more name. That might be weird, but what if this happens, right? Would would it, would it shock you if Memphis was like, because you what you're talking about with Kispert I think is spot on, but what if they grab someone who shoots really, really well and pl- defends really hard, and what if this is like the peak for like Trey Murphy? What if Trey Murphy sneaks all the way into the top 10? I think that could be interesting too.
0: I mean, that would be interesting. And <laughs> I don't think look- that's ridiculous. Right? I, with the I, hype?
2: Well, there's going to be someone in this first round that someone's going to take him so much earlier. And I don't know if it'll be Murphy at 10, but maybe they are thinking they had to get it in front of Golden State. I I don't know. It's weird, but um, I would probably lean Kispert there if I'm going that route, but I do love me some Trey Murphy. So I don't know. I I, I see what you're saying though, Albert, but... Mm -hmm. There's definitely going to be a curveball. I just don't know what team it's going to be, and I don't want it to be Orlando at eight. But I feel like it's going to be so.
0: Yeah, Orlando going to do something weird. Um, all right, I so I'm on the clock for the Charlotte Hornets. I feel like they could be another team that does something weird too.
2: Yes, I, I do too. I,
0: I, 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 they, there's a lot of the there's a lot of Kai smoke. I know that's weird for some reason I have this sinking suspicion that like they might be a good team to take a shot on Jalen Johnson. Um, I, like,
2: I, I actually like that idea. That's actually le- a good one.
0: And just kind of let him be like a pick and roll Blake Griffin type roller for, for mellow. Um, I think like Mellow's is the kind of guy that would bring the most out of him. I think we've seen it with miles bridges, but with that said, I think I'm going to take Moody here. Oh, I think that for as much as they might do something weird. I also think if Moody was on the board, they might just take him and use him as, as, you know, an awesome compliment for LaMelo. Um, who knows, you know, what the future is for their other guards, but they got a couple of small guards and I think he's kind of a guy who is going to be able to cover multiple positions defensively while I think being a better shooter than he showed in college. um, and maybe doing some off the bounce stuff and, and developing. But uh, I, I feel like Moody is pretty good value for them. I think if he was on the board, he, he he could be a good option.
2: I feel like that's quickly becoming one of my like underrated mm-hmm. favorite fits. And I don't know. I almost feel like they should try to be like aggressive and go get him. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like you, it, it seems a three and D smooth shooter. I still think Moody has so much like untapped potential. I know some people don't like that phrase, but like when you watch <laughs> him as, a shot creator i think there's so much that he's still trying to figure out and i would i would love for them to basically give lamello an outside shooting threat that is only going to get better playing with someone like Lamelo. so yeah i like that i like that pick a lot I, the kai jones buzz is a horror film i'm so scared i get the idea but i'm just terrified of
0: yeah
1: oh boy i'm terrified <laughs> yeah. of that we definitely agree with you on the Kai Jones.
2: <laughs> but I, I do I do think that whoever drafts Kai Jones, that fan base is gonna watch his YouTube highlights and say, We got a Hall of Famer. We have yeah. the next big man <laughs> the next Giannis. The, the next Giannis, but um, no, I do like Moody a lot. So I, I would love him at Charlotte. Mm.
1: Okay. You're on the board. Who has Albert. the short
2: straw of the Spurs? Is it Albert? Yeah, yeah, Albert the Spurs. Oh god! I'm trying to I'm think. so
1: pumped. <laughs> Who did you take a ten again? You didn't take Kispert, right? Who did you? Take I him? took Giddy at ten. We took Giddy. Giddy, I Giddy at ten. Okay, so Kispert's on the board. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so there are a couple of names that I looked at. So Corey, when you mentioned, see, you keep teasing me. Like you said, Jalen Johnson. so I was like, okay, Jalen Johnson's off the board. Let me freaking <laughs> take Moody here for the Spurs, and then he took Moody. So I'm like jacked <laughs> up again. I keep um, writing him because
2: I'm like, there's no chance I'm keeping track if I don't write him down.
1: <laughs> I got to write this down. Um, there were actually a couple names I considered here. I feel like, I mean, this man rose up the boards the last couple of weeks like crazy and Chris Duarte. I really am interested interested to see where he ends up. I know, I know my Knicks are really into Duarte. Um, but at 12, so I looked at Keon Johnson. I think he's going to fall more. Uh, and I'm actually kind of happy about that, Corey. You know how I feel about Keon. How we yep. feel about Keon. Yep. I think he's gonna fall farther. Uh, I think um, here I'm. I'm actually gonna take Kispert here at twelve. I think Kispert makes Ooh. sense here. Um, I, I think just I'm looking at the rest of my board right now, and I, like I, I even considered Jaden Jaden Springer. I think I think Springer had a good workout with the Spurs. Um, and that's another thing to look out for. I'm pretty convinced that Springer is going to go ahead of Keon Johnson and people are going to be like, oh, how did that happen? But I, I see that happening and, I, and, I'll, and I'll be really happy with that. I know Corey's not a huge Springer guy, but uh, I'm definitely a little bit higher. But here at 12, I'm going, I'm going Kispert. I think Kispert's a cool pick there. Uh, definitely not too high, considering how we feel about Kispert. And I think the Spurs will be into it, too, and put him next to DeJounte Murray, let him shoot, give him some space. And I think it makes sense. Um, but I was pretty set on taking Moody there. So thank you, Corey, for uh, jacking me up again. But uh, Corey Kispert, twelve to the San Antonio Spurs. That's
0: how the draft why, works. The, guys, why did the guy I keep completely... always goes
1: first.
2: Why did I completely forget that Albert's a big Jaden Springer guy? <laughs> yeah, I look.
0: <laughs> interesting. <laughs> huge interesting. He's a huge Springer guy. Huge Springer guy. I am uh, I am on the opposite uh, end of the spectrum. It's been one of our big draft uh I know. disagreements. Well, I'm probably
2: teams? I'm more on Corey's side, so mm. it's okay, Albert, you know. <laughs> Dance like no one's watching. Um, thirteen, Indiana. I think I would think this is has to be where Davion Mitchell's fall would stop. If you want to call it a fall. I like Mitchell a lot, Corey. I know how you feel about him. I'm kind of in the same boat. I just, it's, it's been weird throughout the entire, like I guess if you want to call it the evaluation process where it comes to social media, but like people were obsessed with Mitchell Then some people were like firing back and being like, you obviously didn't watch him all year. And it's like, well, I actually did. And I love what I've watched. And he just seems like that's a Carlisle point guard. I know there's been some rumblings about maybe they're trying to do something with Aaron Holiday. Um, I don't know what's going to go on with Malcolm Brogdon, but I just like the fit. I think that's a great little mentality, kind of set the tone moving forward for the Pacers. You know, maybe you have Mitchell and Levert doing some work together, but I, I love everything about Davion's game. I know everyone likes to point out the age, but I'm one of those guys that at the end of the day, if you can hoop, you can hoop. And I still don't get the basketball hooper argument on Twitter. It doesn't make a lot of sense <laughs> to me, but no, I, I'd go Davion at 13. And if I was a Pacers fan, I, I would be very excited about that.
0: Yeah. I would have to do some push ups or something to like get my adrenaline You know to cool down if I was a Pacers fan And I got Davion Mitchell at this spot My thing with Davion That I I don't understand Is one of the things I feel like people Use against him is obviously The age and it's not like he's Duarte's age one Um, right? But two like For a lot of prospects we use This excuse of Well it's the pandemic And you know He had a hard time with it And blah 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 maybe the pandemic affected Davion Mitchell's stock too in a negative way because Baylor was fucking awesome last year and they didn't get a tournament run. And what if Butler and, and Mitchell led Baylor to a deep tournament run? If they had that opportunity, what if they just didn't get that shot and now they had to stay in college another year to, to really show up their value. And in that, in the meantime, they improved on their games and worked hard and showed that they have it inside of them to actually work on their weaknesses and improve. I don't understand this. Like, I think that they could have, they would have been first rounders if they came out last year. Mm -hmm. I, that, and the other thing is like, nobody yet has been able to tell me what they don't like about Davion shot outside of, he's like a a poor, you know, free throw shooter on low volume. And like, I get the free throw concerns. Um, but it's not like a big, big concern for me because functionally nobody yet has been like, well, he has bad footwork or his follow through, he snake bites it or it's just like, Oh, he was lucky this year. Mm. It's like, okay, he was, he was lucky on all of the insane, insanely hard shots with guys in his, uh, with a hand in his face and, and, yeah, the the catch and shoot stuff when he was playing off ball, and the the fact that he got better at passing and relocating and to get himself open. This it was all luck. It was all mm. luck for Davion.
2: Well, it seems like a, oh, go ahead, Corey.
0: Yeah, and he's a one position defender. He's yeah. only going to be able to guard point guards. He's six foot. The only player in the twenty twenty one NBA draft that isn't going to play uh, basketball with shoes on, Davion Mitchell. <laughs> It just seems one.
2: like like guys fall in love with prospects, and then they're like, okay, I got to find something negative. What can I say? Um, and it seems like with Mitchell, it was, well, he had a huge jump in production this year. Scouts are wondering if that was just the fluke, like from shooting yeah. outside. And it's like, what? what? Like, you don't think he worked on his game and and worked his butt off? And it just also seems every time a prospect has like a two when it comes to their age that we all get really nervous. Like, oh, he's not 19, he's not 18. I don't know, like his age, we got to talk about it. And it's like, is this guy going to help your team be better? Like, that's Mm. what you should start with. And then if you really want to get like ridiculous about it, then we could be concerned of age. And I know Duarte's, you know, I get that when you're getting up to that number, but (laughs) you're also talking about Duarte coming in and potentially helping like a playoff team. So it's kind of a different story. It's not like we're taking him sixth. Um, unless right. Presty, you know, don't give him an idea, but, <laughs> but no, I, I agree.
0: I, I, I know what you're saying. All right. <laughs> that's, uh, that's enough on, uh, we've, we've stand for Davion on this podcast for a yes. while. Hopefully history will be kind to us. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So I'm on the clock. I have golden state. So the rumor is that golden state brought Davion Mitchell, Moses Moody, right. Trey Murphy, the third, and Chris Duarte in for two on two workouts. So Moody's off the board, Mitchell's off the board, and that'll leave us with Trey Murphy or Chris Duarte. And do for it. some reason,
2: such a fun debate. On the, if the clock it, it, came on, I'd be like, "Oh,
0: <laughs> this isn't what I would do." But I think that they're going to go with Duarte here. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I would take Murphy. I love Murphy, one of my guys. I I. I really like Duarte as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but they went with Kaminga. I think Duarte is a guy who, maybe he could step in a little bit sooner than Murphy. I don't know. But another guy, his shot is buttery smooth. So right. I, I don't think you can go wrong with either of those guys. If you're looking for them to step in and be a role player.
1: Mm-hmm. and and the biggest thing with Duarte Corey you know I've been I've been in love with Duarte for forever right now and I think the thing yep. that we need to talk more about and I loved what he talked about with Schmitz on the film breakdown when he was saying like before I got to Oregon all I did was have the ball in my hands so he's mm-hmm. a guy who's really comfortable creating off the dribble and having the ball in his hands and I, I think it showed like in his last season he ended up you know after Peyton Pritchard left had more freedom to do stuff with the ball in his hands and he did a great job I, I think he He's ridiculously engaged uh, both on offense and on defense. And so, like, yeah, maybe he's not a perfect defender, but I think he's going to be so goddamn engaged on that side of the ball that we're going to see him just – he's going to will himself into being a really good defender. And so here at 14 for the for the Warriors, to add a guy like that who's 24, which I'm saying has, like, an advantage for them, I, I think it's a really good pick. So I'm cool with it.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I I agree. Well said. I'm, I'm like you, Corey. I'd probably lean Murphy, but I understand why they would lean Duarte because I think um, I think Murphy's a bit more of like vanilla with his shot creation right now, and I think Duarte can do a bit of everything. Mm -hmm. So I think that Warriors would basically be saying, do we want the versatile shot, you know, offensive threat, or do we want the guy that? is younger and can do one thing at a really high level. And I think if you're trying to win now and you got Kaminga at seven, I think DeWarte might get the advantage
0: there. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And that's going to wrap the lottery. Mm -hmm. So Albert. Yeah. You're on the clock post lottery. Yes, sir. For the Washington Wizards, Mm -hmm. a team that is in one of the most awkward spots in their franchises quest for a title. Are they rebuilding? Are they trying to compete? Is Bradley Beal going to request a trade? What's going on? We don't know where are they going in the draft at pick 15.
1: So I'm actually really, I I really want to hear what you guys have to say about this one, because I'm kind of, I, I don't think I've seen him mocked here at all. Maybe I'm wrong. And maybe I'm just not looking at a lot of other people's mocks, but you know, Daniel Gafford was a really big pickup for them and played really well for them down the stretch um thomas bryant missed most of last season or all i don't remember he was hurt um i don't think they really believe in alex land or robin lopez so my pick here is actually gonna be isaiah jackson um when we had kyle Mm -hmm. mann on kyle mann mentioned that you know there was some smoke with jackson in the top 10 and i'm looking at this wizards roster and i'm like hey like, why not add Isaiah Jackson to this team and, you know, have another young center in there to rotate with Daniel Gafford? And, we, you know, they they really relied on Daniel Gafford. And then you throw Isaiah Jackson in there. And I think you're feeling a little bit better. Of course, you know, I think you might be thinking like, oh, maybe they need to get some Bradley Beal insurance or John Wall insurance. or sorry, not John Wall, uh, Russell Westbrook insurance here. But I don't know, like of the guys on the board here, I feel kind of good about isaiah jackson here so um yeah i just want to get your thoughts on that one
0: i I, i'm cool with it i mean i i think we both like isaiah jackson a lot he's got a lot of potential i think if you're looking for for fit for him like where is he going to be able to come in and at least give you something right away it's going to be with a guard who can get heavy dribble penetration and another guard who could space the floor uh so I I think that as a guy who could just who's just going to be able to like get dump offs catch lobs and then like Gafford help you out block shots maybe guard the perimeter a little bit I'm for it and he's he's switchable I like Isaiah Jackson I think he's an easy fit almost anywhere so yeah I think he's an upside swing without taking the risk that Kai Jones brings right
2: <laughs> yeah I, I like I like Isaiah too I I think Washington. You know, who knows what they're going to do? It seems like right. they're leaning towards potentially a little bit of a rebuild if they start moving some pieces. Obviously, Bradley Beal is going to be the name to watch, but I think that there you got to go just best player available. I do like Isaiah Jackson a lot, actually. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just intrigued. You know, I think if he goes somewhere where they're just take their time, and I think Washington could be the perfect spot if they're just say, "Hey, long term approach." Let's. Bring your game along slowly, offensively, let's make it simple for you in your rookie year and right he's one of those weird guys. It's like I feel like in previous draft, it's always been like the six eight undersized power forward that's just a <laughs> contagious energetic rebounder, mm-hmm. and now it's like, oh, there's one that's six ten that jumps out of the gym like this is exciting, so I like isaiah i I think there's more offensive upside than some yes. might believe, so. Yeah, I, I would like, I would like that for Washington. I have zero idea of where they should go. they <laughs> they're they're in a
0: weird spot. But yeah, um,
2: same. Yeah, I'm I'm 16.
0: You're on the clock, the Thunder.
2: So, I think at this spot, just because Presty has so many swings in this round. I would probably go Jalen Johnson here. Mm. Now I know that might be a little bit crazy, but you know, obviously everyone's gonna do their homework on Jalen. Kind of try to figure out the background stories with him leaving, you know, his high school team early and Duke early this year. And I do think he's gonna be a name that could fall. But maybe if you're presti and you're like, hey, I got multiple swings in the first round this might be worth the value. You know, this might be worth it just because the upside, I, I kind of like, especially to that fit. If they go book night at six and yeah. have shy or your Shay, I always say his name wrong, but um, <laughs> I just call him SGA. Yeah. I just, I'm intrigued by that thick. If he could just, his role would be simplified on offense. He could be kind of like a little bit playmaker transition threat with those two. Um. I don't know. I, I, I think the upside's worth the swing there.
0: I love it. I, I know Al, this is another one of the guys we differ on. I know Albert's not a big Jalen Johnson guy. I wouldn't consider myself a big Jalen Johnson guy, but I, I I, I do think that he was a little bit underrated with his play on the court. You know, I know he, his highs were, were crazy, but I think his lows were less low than some people Want to project? I, I think a lot. Some people are taking the fact that he, like his off-court stuff, and that he left Duke. They're they're kind of transferring that energy into his play on the court, and, yes. and not to say, and not to say that he was like consistently awesome the whole time. Obviously, if that was the case, he wouldn't even drop here. But when you say he's dropping, I feel like this is dropping for him because right, talent wise, talent wise, he's you know top ten talent for sure. And I think that like you said, you play off SGA, you got book Knight in the backcourt. Um, I think he's a guy. Look, I, I think he's got that like off ball, like modern day Blake Griffin, but he still has bounce. I think that he's going to be able to play like four and some small ball five. I love his shot blocking instincts. I love how he gets out in transition. Uh, I don't think he's a 40% three point shooter, but I, I think that he'll be decent enough and that'll be a work in progress, but everything else he brings, I think is going to be fun and interesting. I think if you're okay, see, take the shot, man, this is, mm-hmm. this is a, a good swing, especially cause you got another pick, uh, coming up in, uh, two picks from now. So, I'm, um, I dig it.
1: It makes sense to me. I, I think he's fallen enough. Um, you know, honestly at fifteen I looked at Jalen Johnson too, but then I looked at Rui and um Danny Avdia and I was like, I can't do that to them. So I left Jalen Johnson on the board. But um yeah, man, now you put me in a weird position at eighteen of when well, I get on, to I know, I know, I, but I'm I, saying
0: Yeah, well
1: yeah, but what I'm saying, when I'm when I get to eighteen, it's gonna be a little weird because I kind of feel like they have to take a guard now. But we'll see, we'll see. Go ahead, Corey. Seventeen, seventeen.
0: All right, all right. So I have New Orleans who just acquired uh the seventeenth pick and uh my Lithuanian brethren, Jonas Valanciunas. And I look at New Orleans roster and look, I I don't think that they need to, um, you know, draft for fit by any means, but I do think that they can get a high upside guy that does fit their team. Lonzo's up in the air right now. Uh, Josh Hart doesn't seem like he's super interested in returning. The backcourt could possibly be a little thin. They traded Eric blood. So right now it looks like Kyra Lewis might be on an Island by himself which i love Give, um, Yes, i'm um, i've been holding my my kyra lewis uh, stock i think that new orleans may take the louisiana kid and go with cam thomas in the backcourt
1: there it oh, is i love that idea there
2: it is <laughs> i really love that idea i've not thought of that yet
0: cam thomas is a guy who is going to add another absurd scoring threat to that team, but he doesn't need the ball in his hands and he can let Zion be point Zion. He can let Ingram cook a little bit because he can run off screens and play off ball. I like it. I like the fit there. Empty backcourt. He'll be able to step in, play right away. I'm in, I'm all in on Cam Thomas to the, to the Pelicans at 17. Now
2: I like that a lot. Someone's going to take Cam early. Someone's going to be yeah. like, there's no way we're waiting. Like, this is yeah. this is ridiculous. And he's – I'm most fascinated to watch him on draft night almost. He's, there's a couple of guys, but he's he's right at the top because I think wherever he ends up, we're either going to be applauding right after, just realizing the fit, or we're going to be all nervous. So I, I like Cam's <laughs> game a lot. Um, I think if a team just – Makes it simple for him, and he buys in early. He could be
1: one of the steals of this draft. So, wow, yeah, Corey, Corey, this is actually fun. a sick fit if you think about it. Like with the <clears> money <throat> that they freed up, if they can get Kyle Lowry in the building, and you put Kyle Low- holy shit, that's a fun team, dude. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be sneaky. Oh my! Look at you! Look at look at I Professor like Tulliba. Look at this! Let's take him to school. Oh, my God. Okay.
0: (laughs) All right, Albert. (laughs) You have the, as you said, Mm -hmm. uh, weird position for the Oklahoma City Thunder at pick 18. What are they doing at 18? They have James Booknight at six. They have Mm -hmm. Jalen Johnson at 16. Mm -hmm. Where are they going at 18? (laughs)
1: Oh, I forgot I took book night. <laughs> Good job. Good job, Albert. Um, let's see. I got <laughs> book night, Jalen Johnson. I'm not taking Zaire Williams. I'm not. But then you know what? That might be the pick there. For them, I
2: love how quick that change was. That needs to be played (laughs) on loop
1: on social media for (laughs) years. (laughs) No, but like for real, like the Thunder (laughs) might be looking at this and just be like, okay, we've got Book Knight, we've got Jalen Johnson, we throw in Zaire as the upside play. Like for me, okay, this is my heart. My heart wants to give them some stability and give them like a nice third guard to go with Book Knight and Shea. And so my pick here would be Jared Butler all day. Like I would love to put Jared Butler on that squad and be like, hey, be the steady hand to go with SGA and Dort and all those guys. Damn it. i think that would be a
2: very presty pick. Right? Especially if they got Book Knight at six, just being like, screw it. I'm getting I'm getting myself a gamer. I don't care. I'll figure it out. Nah, yeah. Let's Maybe let's that's why he trades SGAs because he just wants
0: Jared Butler mania. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, blame Jared I mean, Butler mania. Even,
1: even with SGA there, I love how those those three guys could play with or without the ball. And then you got Lou Dort as like your defensive destroyer. You got Poku doing Poku shit. Like this is a fun squad. Okay. I'm doing it. I'm gonna go Jared Butler here. Let's let's go with it.
0: Hey, if, wow. if OKC could walk out with Book wow. Knight, Jalen Johnson, draft. and Jared Butler, that'd be that would be Murder. a sick draft.
2: That's a sick Yeah, draft. you're you you did your you did your, a heck of a job in year one of this uh, mass collection of draft picks. That would be a great haul, even if Johnson doesn't work out. I still think you would go two for three there.
0: Same, <clears> hundred percent. <throat> That's sick. all right. All right, Tyler. Oh, I'm the New York Knicks. You're the New York we are the Knicks. New York Knicks. Albert and I are going to be live in Brooklyn, hearing the boos in person. So it's a who special we- feeling. Who are we booing? On draft night, for the New York Knicks at pick nineteen. Don't do me wrong. Don't do
2: me wrong, Tyler. Um, who are you booing at nineteen? You guys have literally taken like two of my favorite players for the Knicks at nineteen. So now I'm really gonna get booed. Trey, take Trey. Um, Zaire. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Not gonna do it. <laughs> Not gonna do it. Um. I really wanted Jared Butler on the Knicks uniform. I know. Um, Yeah, I'm going to do it. I actually am not just because Albert said it, but, or no, well, I don't know actually which one Albert's rooting for. Mm -hmm. Oh man. Am I going to get booed like crazy here? Wait, (laughs) now I have to look that now I'm in my head. I mean, I can only imagine.
0: (laughs) I think you're making the right move.
2: Do it, do it. I well, I don't you know, know. I don't know which one you guys think I'm talking about. If it's one we have talked about previously or one we have not discussed, oh, um, we love both. We love both. I'm going Trey Murphy. Yeah, yeah. So I grew up rooting for the Celtics. Still have a place in my heart for them, just because my family's diehard Celtics fans. Fun facts. Um, so I know Tibbs from when he was assistant coach. I know how much he loves defense. I just think the Knicks need some offense. They need guys that can create in a hurry. Trey Murphy is going to be one of the best catch and shoot guys in this draft. And I love, I I really am intrigued by him as a defender. I mean, I think he's got that freakish length. He just needs to add some strength, but I think he's everything you want as a three and D prospect. And if you could get him even at 19, I, I think you'd be very pumped on life. So yeah, I would start there. Um, You know, I I I think they could go point guard routes, but I'm just not sold. Really, we'll 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 talk about that later. I'm just not sold on the guys that are on the board still, as you know, with the tools they have and upside. I don't know the fit. There's one that I like. That's probably a little bit of a dark horse, but no, yeah, I'll 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 stay with Trey Murphy. I like that pick for the Knicks.
0: Excellent pick. I think. Beautiful. Beautiful. I don't know. You still might hear booze with that pick on draft night, Um, although maybe not. Well, no, you would because you would, of who's left would. on the board. But I think that just at fit and just the future direction of the league, he, Trey Murphy's he's what you want in in a guy who's six, eight, six, nine, seven foot wingspan defends and is a lights out shooter. I think he's, he's the future of the league and uh, it's what every team is going to covet. And I actually think they're harder to come by than I think people think they are right now. Maybe in a few years when more of these guys enter the league, they'll be easier to, uh, to come by. But I I like Trey Murphy. I think he's going to be an elite role player. Great pick. Thank you. You did. You did a good job.
2: I, I agree with you. I think everyone tries to find the defensive guy to turn him into a three and D. And now right. it's this one is a legit three point shooter with a production history over his entire basketball career of having that, and he can play defense. So,
0: yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Ninety three, ninety three percent free throw shooter. We love the That's high, the high eighties, low nineties. Oh, it God. gives me gives me a half chub sometimes <laughs> when, when I look at the stats.
1: Yeah. As as the uh, as a resident Nick fan, I'm I'm freaking head over heels with that pick, man. I think, as you mentioned, the Tibbs fit is unbelievable. I think, honestly, Reggie Bullock had a really good season for us, but we saw his limitations in the playoffs, and uh, even defensively, we saw his limitations as a defender. And I think Trey Murphy will eventually become a way better version of all that, and so that's it's gold, man. It's perfect. I, I love mm-hmm. it. I love it.
0: All right. I am on the clock for the Atlanta Hawks, the team that in the East that uh, looks like they could be the future, outproduce their expectations. I am going to take Keon Johnson for the Atlanta Hawks. Oh, I like that actually a lot. Oh, my. I think that Keon is going to be a guy who needs a specific structure around him to really thrive. And I feel like he's a guy that's been mocked as like a top ten guy most of the year. Clearly, his athleticism is is next level, even if it's not always shown in the games. Correct. Uh, Albert referred to his energy as Tasmanian Devil energy because he can destroy things in both good and bad ways. Yes. And uh, I think that he's a guy that can go to Atlanta fit what they have while also being brought along slowly. I feel like he can give you a little bit of what they wanted Chris Dunn to give this year. Although Dunn was hurt most of the year and never really got the opportunity to show off what he could do, but he could be a guy that you don't have to worry about his lack of shooting right away because you have Trey, you have Bogdanovich, um, you have, DeAndre Hunter and all of the, you just have shooters everywhere, shot makers everywhere. He is one of those guys where like he's six, four with a six, seven wingspan. So he's not necessarily going to be one of the guys that you guard up with, but they have cam reddish and DeAndre Hunter for that. They don't need that. What they need is a guy who's going to be able to chase around those quick point guards. And I think Keon can do that. I think he could stay with all of those point guards. So I kind of really like the fit for Keon to Atlanta at 20.
2: I like that fit a lot. I, I, I the key the idea of Keon and DeAndre on the floor at the same time is really fun. But I I also think Keon needs to go to a team like you said that just make it simple out of the gate. Like he's gonna his offense is gonna take some time, but he plays so hard and he I love his defensive upside. So if someone could just be like, hey, just go in, play your butt off, and lock in on defense, I love the tools and. But I do think if some team tries to make him an offensive guy right out of the gate, it's gonna, it's gonna rattle his confidence right away. But yeah, I like that fit a lot. That's
0: a good one.
1: That's pretty good. That's pretty good. He's fallen enough to twenty.
0: Yeah, because yeah. yeah. he could. He's got. He's got fun tools. Yeah. In the right situation. He's gonna thrive. Mm-hmm. And that brings us, Albert. We're back in New York. Ooh. You are picking for your oh yeah New York Knicks at twenty one. This is where country. they
2: really boo. They they were okay with mine, but now they're really yeah. gonna boo because Albert's making the pick. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: God damn. Guys, you have no idea how awesome this is right now for the New York Knicks because the board just broke down perfectly and we get our guy at 21. Like you know, we we we're really happy we got Trey Murphy at 19 because all the buzz was he's going to go in the lottery. He fell to 19. We got our three and D guy, and then we got our creator here at 21. And, and I think some people are going to think, oh, he's taking Sharif Cooper. It's not it. It's actually not the choice here, and and that might shock some people. And I don't know how Nick fans are going to react to this one. And um, it, it, here we go. Okay, I think he's the perfect <laughs> guy. Left his name from the University of Florida, Trey Mann. We take yes, T- double down
2: on the trays. <laughs> <laughs> it's we Trey take Trey squared.
0: Let's go. Take oh, Breen, uh, Breen is going to have a, a field day with with these trays
1: <laughs> oh, trade a
2: tray for tray. Oh, Breen would go electric trade a tray for tray.
1: Bang. Oh my gosh. Can imagine it now. <laughs> uh, but I think the board just broke perfectly for us. Um, I think getting a, a, a creator and initiator here at 21 is really interesting for us. And also leaves us in a very interesting position with our 30 cent pick uh, early in the second round. There are going to be a lot of options there. Um, I, I know, that they'll be sniffing around at BJ Boston because the Kentucky ties. I know they'll be sniffing around Miles McBride because Miles McBride kind of feels like a Thibodeau type of guy. Um, so mm-hmm. I honestly actually considered McBride at, at, at 21, and people might say I'm crazy for it. But um, I'm taking Trey Man here because, Corey, you know, I want to give you the credit that you deserve. Uh, you changed my mind a little bit about him as a, uh, as a facilitator. Um, I went back and watched a little bit of more Trey Mann, and uh, I saw your tweet about how he's so effective at setting up the pick and roll and stuff like that, and I went back and I was like, you know what? Maybe I dropped the ball here a little bit, and I think Trey Mann on the New York Knicks to go along with, you know, we're probably going to bring back Derrick Rose and have Quickly and RJ, and, you know, we're saying goodbye to Alfred Payton finally. I, I think it's kind of the perfect spot here. Possibly. To- oh, God. <laughs> Don't break my heart, boys. <laughs> but yeah, this feels right. Trey man at twenty one to the Knicks. So I didn't know,
2: Corey. You're a bit higher on the Trey man um, train. It seems like a lot of people aren't, and I'm very intrigued.
0: I um, yeah, no, I I like Trey. I think that the NBA style will fit his game a little bit more, mm-hmm. and I think he's going to run more pick and roll. Like obviously, like when he got. When he was going with his handle, sometimes he pounded the air out of the ball mm-hmm. and he doesn't have like the vision to make those passes just like out of isolation. But I think in the pick and roll where things are a little bit more structured and you could be like, all right, uh, the the big comes out at you, you hit the roll man. Like, all right, the the tag man helps a little too far. You could hit the corner, Uh, you know, the the strong side guy comes and digs a little bit. You can, it's, it's much more cookie cutter than like trying to make reads at naturally at the last second. And I think he'll, he did a better job and I think he'll do a better job. But what I really like about Trey man with New York that Sharif doesn't really offer is like the Knicks are going to play off of Julius Randall. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure that Sharif's fit there is going to be smooth just because he's a guy who does need the ball in his hands a ton. He's definitely the the upside play, I think. Um, but but Trey, I think, is just a little bit smoother. And although he didn't shoot it great off the catch, I think it's more an anomaly than actuality. So mm-hmm. I, I, I like the the fit there, and he's a New York-style guard. Like, you know, he can go to the rucker.
2: But I just... I'm not a. I I don't like the Sharif Cooper to New York fit at all. I same, same. I, I keep trying to figure it out, and I know Nick fans kind of want it to happen, but I just don't really see it. I mean, I think Trey's probably. I don't think Trey's a bad defender. I just think you're probably thinking you have some work. Like Tibbs is probably like, okay, I can work with this. Yeah, but with Sharif, it's a smaller guard. Um. I'm not saying he's a terrible defender either. I don't like to be negative about guys, but I do think the Trey Man upside is a little more intriguing, just because it's floor spacing. And like you said, he doesn't have the exceptional vision, but like he can do some damage out of the pick and roll. And if you could just make it simple out of the gate, like okay, pick and roll floor spacer who yeah. just don't make bad decisions, like take care of the ball. Especially if you get defense at 19, I I, I like I like Trey Man to the Knicks a lot.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's a, it's a clean fit. I'm not getting booed. Well, yeah. you might. Uh, No, you're not. <laughs> you, yeah, you might. Yeah, you might. I'll, I'll do it. It.
2: Once I'll they do realize it. they have to figure out which tray is playing good. But other than that. <laughs> um, I'm on the board for the Lakers. Yes, sir. Ooh,
1: Ooh he's right, bro. Ooh. I... Uh,
2: I think they could go. No, ew, I hate this pick. Um, I think Jared Butler's their dream. He's off the board. Absolutely. I think they could go upside with Zaire, but I'm not going to do it just because I'm not going to do it. LeBron um, watches Zaire in person. What did you say?
0: Z- LeBron watches Zaire in person. He yeah, he, exactly. He, he doesn't need to do that.
2: <laughs> you know, I, I'm gonna. I'm going to go with a guy that I'm a little bit higher on. I'm going to go with the Sumo. Um, oh,
1: that's good. And it's a
2: little bit of an intriguing fit. I, I think they could go a little bit more upside and take maybe like a 3 and D guy almost like, or maybe, you know what I'm trying to say, with Joshua Primo or something like that. I, I like the Sumu a little bit more than others. I think he would be really solid once you get to the 20 range it wouldn't shock me if he goes a little bit later, but I just like the idea of a bigger experienced like ball handler with some size that I like the idea of maybe him going to a playoff team and almost like, okay, I don't have to carry the load. Maybe like let's let the game come to me a little bit easier. And I don't know. I've just always been intrigued with him and I have him around there on my board. So I, I like the idea of him coming in and giving you some size and, some transition ability my wild card here is is uh your boy Corey. my boy your boy who i know you're probably saving for a later pick jaden's i don't know no well that was amazing no no i I know who you're talking about (laughs) what if what if they go crazy and took josh christopher here
0: I mean, I, I'm I'm all for it. I think what if they for, just said,
2: screw it, just give us offense, we'll figure it out. LeBron will lock him in the locker room and say, take good shots, or right. you're never going to see the floor. But no, no, I, I think Dosumu is intriguing there. I, I kind of like the fit.
0: I you like guys it can too. tell me I'm crazy. No, I like it. Jo- Dosumu is underrated. And it's because we don't – sometimes we underrate production mm-hmm. because we th- – think that potential will turn into better production right when like Dosumu was like really good this year shot it really well did a lot of really fun things and if you're the Lakers like you said it like Jared Butler's their dream I heard that they promised um, Duarte Mm -hmm. and (laughs) but he'll probably be gone well before this so you know they obviously I think want a guy who's going to come in and contribute like they're trying to win a championship they don't need to take uh, some you know, weird potential guy. Uh, I think maybe like like I think they would look at like guys like DeSumo, Quentin Grimes, some guys who you know are just gonna be able to step in and and come help out. But Josh Christopher did work out for the Lakers, so it wouldn't shock me if they did you know go potential as well. I do.
2: I, I like the Quentin Grimes name drop. I, I think that could be a little bit of a curveball. No one's really expecting. Might be rich for some people's taste, but I think they need a specific guy that can come in and. Right. You need three and D guys face, face the floor. Um, and you don't know. Maybe they want Dorte and, you know, they can always package 22 and Kuzma, you
0: know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get that out without saying, without laughing. Sorry. <laughs> our guy, um, our guy, oh Kyle. <sighs> <sighs> All right. Um, I have the Rockets at 23. They have back to back picks. So maybe they go. Two upside swing. I don't know. I I think with one of these picks, if he's still on the board, I think that they might go and take Uzman Garuba. Oh. I like it. Oh. And in this mock, they took Mobley. They have um Christian Wood and who knows, you know, what his potential future is. But I feel like Garuba and Mobley is a unbelievably interesting front court. Because they both have the capability to just be absolute lockdown guys defensively. And they can both switch out on the perimeter. Offensively, they can both pass. They could, you know, go dunker spot or spread the floor. You know, obviously Garuba's shot. Well, they're both of their shots are a work in progress. Neither one of them really need the ball to be effective. I just I think Garuba and Mobley, if if the Rockets walked away with that front court, that would be ridiculous
2: yeah that'd be the house of pain in the the paint wow um i also forgot for a split second that mobley went second so that was amazing to remember (laughs) but no i I do like that idea i I think christian wood there i wouldn't be surprised if he's on the move i don't know but that's two nice pieces definitely
0: and Albert, you're on the clock at, at 24. So now the Rockets get to continue uh, building building their roster out.
1: I'm currently in deep thought right now. I'm trying to I'm trying to the I'm trying to envision the the tandem of you know you know what let's do it. Enough is enough. Um, didn't love the fit with the Knicks, but we'll go here. I think I can see them going here. I think Sharif Cooper to the Rockets. I think it could happen. Uh, I think it's interesting enough i was I was actually looking at Springer here, I mean, maybe I'm the only one looking at Springer here, um, but let's go with Sharif here, give him a point guard, have him um do a quick apprenticeship with uh John Wall before he leaves. I don't know what that's gonna teach him. <laughs> um but um the Dougie, <laughs> <laughs> the john wall the john wall, the john wall. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how to get a bag that's what right.
1: yeah oh <laughs> yeah but let's you know go. what i could see it you know we send the uh, little old sharif cooper over to houston have him mix it up with mobley and garuba and christian wood and jay sean tate and you know maybe this is a good spot for him so let's go with sharif cooper here
0: I like it. I'm a big yeah. I'm a big Sharif guy. I have him, I think, I don't know, it's ten or, or eleven on my board. So it's a perfectly worthwhile gamble. Obviously John Wall's not the future. Um he's at least a dynamic guard. Him and Kevin Porter Jr. sounds like chaos, but um mm-hmm. could be, you know, we love chaos. We love yes. chaos. We're love Dark Knight chaos. fans. <laughs> um <laughs> big fan of chaos. I,
2: I weirdly think like Cooper would be a fantastic fit for Houston just with everything they got going on even if they go Mobley or Jalen Green at two but um seems like everyone keeps saying he's got a little bit of a slide but I would imagine if you're Houston you're swinging upside there and that's worth the swing for sure at 24. Clippers um I'm gonna make it pretty easy I'm just gonna I'm going to get me another dog. I'm going to get Miles McBride. Um, yeah. I, I just love everything about McBride. I'm, I'm a sucker for guys that play elite defense and play their butt off. You know, the Davions, the Miles McBrides, I, I just love those guys. So I like the fit. You know, who knows what's going on with Patrick Beverly moving forward. But, you know, maybe this is a more offensive replacement for the future. And I just, I, I, I like, I just like the way he plays the game and I know he's a little bit undersized, but he's got that wingspan that kind of, you know, shadows it, I guess if you want to put it that way, but I would like that pick, especially for the Clippers.
0: Yeah. I, I enjoy it too. Um, and I think it's the right direction for the type of player that they need. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, I was thinking like this might be a spot that Springer lands I, for, I the same, for the same kind of reasons, but, I think I I might like McBride more than Springer. I think on my board I had Springer above McBride, but I think I I I like what McBride bring, brings off the bounce too, offensively. I like his shooting, and I like those those tough guys. And he's got he's got the wingspan. I like it. I'm in. I'm in on McBride to the Clippers.
1: Hmm. You give him another tough guy, makes sense with Terrence Mann, too. I like it. I like yeah. it. Yeah.
0: All right. I am. On the clock at 26 for the Denver Nuggets. Uh, the front office has not been afraid to take the upside swings Uh-oh, in this man. draft. Uh-oh. Um, I That's think I'm not going the direction you're, I think you think I'm going. Okay. Good. I think the Nuggets are going to take a shot on Josh Primo.
1: Oh, okay. Ooh, good. I like that. That's good. That's good.
0: It is good. That's real nice. Yeah. uh, Versatile, versatile guard um, kind of brings maybe a lot, a little bit of the same kind of stuff that they drafted RJ Hampton to bring Mm -hmm. last year. Um, Really young kid was productive. A lot of, you know, a lot of feelings that if he came out next year, he'd be a lottery guy. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're taking a guy at the back end of the first round who maybe you, you is going to bring lottery value, a lot of intriguing skills. Think he could be a two-way guy. You could bring him along slowly and throw him in there to, you know, kind of change things up when when need be, bring a little energy. I think that uh he might be one of the upside swings. Hmm.
1: Th- this feels like a very nuggety pick. Yes, I, I think I think it's perfect, man. I think it's awesome.
0: All right. So that brings Albert, you are uh going you're heading to a different borough
1: mm-hmm
0: you're mm-hmm. heading to brooklyn <laughs> to
1: this where is are we going here this is the easiest pick i'm gonna make of the night wow yeah like truly this is the easiest pick i'm gonna make of the night because this is a perfect spot for him he is gonna get the absolute best education ever for his skill set um, kd is going to mentor him jeff green is going to mentor him and in three to four years he's going to be an unbelievable offensive force uh at 27 the brooklyn sorry the new jersey no sorry the brook the new jersey <laughs> the uh the nets <laughs> they're taking isaiah todd from the g league oh Ignite. Wow. i did not think you were going that way <laughs> hear me out boys isaiah todd <laughs> Is a pure shooter at 6'10". He's got good athleticism to him, fluid as hell. He has a scorer's mentality, and you put him in Brooklyn and let him intern under Kevin Durant for a couple of years. We're talking about a guy who I think is going to be an unbelievable pro. So I'm taking Isaiah Todd here, and this, is for me, was the easiest pick I made today. Uh, Corey, I, do you want to go on that one? or?
0: Well, I, I'm a big Todd guy. I thought okay. that he was, he was one of the guys that popped when watching the Ignite tape. Uh, I don't think I would be shocked if he went around here, especially because we just watched Bobby Portis play a huge role in the it's NBA him. Finals. And I feel like Isaiah Todd has a lot of Bobby Portis to his game. Mm-hmm. So it's not shocking to me at all. And uh, he's a guy who you Know while he has the little turnarounds in the mid post, like be like, hey man, try to play defense as best you can and just space the floor for me. And right. uh, you're gonna get not easy shots. So I don't, I definitely don't, uh, I, I don't hate it.
2: It seems like there's so many guys in this draft from like 20 to 40 almost that I would not be shocked if they go anywhere. Like mm-hmm. if someone could go 20th, someone could go 36. They would not shock me at the littlest. I, I think Todd could easily go in the first. It wouldn't surprise me if he's like a priority guy in the second for some team. Um, I'm like you, I I was a little bit lower. The more I watched him, the more I'm very intrigued, especially because he just makes some really tough shots and the footwork's a little intriguing and he's got a smooth stroke for a guy that size. So I definitely think if you're a team like Brooklyn or just a team around that area, maybe you're saying, okay, let's just get us an upside guy that, You know, maybe if he went to college and played a year, we wouldn't have had a shot at him. So, I like that pick. That's that's outside the box. I respect it. (laughs) Um, Philly. Now I'm really gonna get booed. Pick (laughs) twenty-eight. Philly. You know, I can't get the idea out of my head. Oh, ooh! I have never thought of that one. Um, I'm just gonna get weird. I had a guy that I've wanted to, him to go to Philly the entire time, but I'm just gonna throw an absolute wrench in this whole process. Uh, Josh Christopher, let's get okay. him some offense. There it is. There it is. I, who knows what's gonna happen with the Ben Simmons afterlife? It's needs to happen though. But um, I like the Tyrese Maxi pick last year. Let's get them some more explosiveness off, you know, if off the bench, whatever they want to do. But, you know, Thibault is, is going to be one of the stronger defenders in the league coming on. But we know what he can't do offensively as of now. Um, so I'd like to get them some more offense. I thought about going bones here. Mm-hmm. But I think that could be a little bit of a wild card. You know, get a, get a guy and just let him run wild for Philly. Um, I don't know. What do
0: you guys think? I, I mean you um you know what I think. I think it's great. I think anywhere Is it your <laughs> you know, anywhere in in the twenties, I, I think after the lottery, uh I'm willing to take a shot on Josh Christopher for Same. sure. Um mm-hmm. so you know, Philly at twenty eight. We love the maxi pick last year. I can can't believe that he dropped as far as he did. Mm-hmm. Blasphemy. So I think that Christopher and Maxi have the potential to be like a pretty dynamic defensive backcourt as well. And I think they they offer a lot of really fun things offensively. I think that you could play Christopher with Seth Curry in the Mm backcourt. I love the youth. I think that he's going to be a scorer from day one. You might have to reel him in every now and then. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think the, the talent is undeniable. And at this part of the draft, I think if you can just get guys that, you know, are going to be in the NBA for a while, because mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, I don't think, I, I I feel like Christopher's floor is pretty high. Like what he's going to be one of the better six men. If he busts out, like if that's mm-hmm. his low end, he's, he's going to be a guy that if you get him in the right situation, he could be Jordan Clarkson,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, like Jordan Clark. Nobody really liked Jordan Clarkson's game when he was in Cleveland. When you, you know, <laughs> they, he's a chucker, he's this, but you get him to a good spot he's effective. And I feel like that's the kind of guy that you're getting with Christopher on the low end. And then he, I think he offers high end potential. So I'm about it. He's an NBA caliber athlete. I dig it. Let's get weird. Yeah.
2: Let's get weird. We're always about getting weird.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm going to get less weird at, uh, at 29. Uh Um, I am not shocked that he dropped this much. I think that the internet, is way higher on him than everything I've heard from NBA people. I think it's reflected in a lot of the big mocks that come from like the major publications. Yep. But I do think he's a first round talent. Absolutely. And I think that he's definitely got a high floor. He's young. He's got a great body. I think his skills are less developed than the internet believes, but Phoenix needs depth at this spot in the worst way. Oh, 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 Phoenix, I think, is going to take Jaden Springer.
2: Oh,
1: what? I thought you were going,
2: I thought you were going one way, then I thought you were going the other way. And I actually yeah. love that fit. The hell was that? I
1: thought you were going to take like Dayron Sharp. No, you know what? <laughs>
0: they don't need, they can't have one of these rookies who's not, who isn't going to oh. play at the center spot. They need to handle that oh in free agency but they they messed up the opportunity to get a backup point guard slash guard of the future last year when the obvious pick was Tyrese Halliburton, even for the people like Albert, like myself, who were maybe not as high coming in with Halliburton. Even then, I was like, I can't believe they're passing him up. I think that Jaden Springer would be a really great fit, and if he could learn some stuff from Chris Paul, he seems like he's got the kind of energy that Chris Paul would appreciate and I think that just being able to knock down threes and playing defense, I think he's going to be able to play a little bit right away, even given the fact that he's young.
1: Damn you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that
0: fit. I, I I think that's a home run
2: for Phoenix. Um, yeah. I can't believe both of you weren't on the Tyrese Halliburton train. I'll never forgive you both of you <laughs> for that. I It was just least- so obvious. And when they didn't take him, I like texted Neem, who does the podcast with me. um, I texted Neem and I was just like, well, that was the dumbest decision they've ever made. And, (laughs) you know, Jalen Smith, I I hope it turns around for him, but he was basically unplayable when they needed a big man. Um, But Springer would be just, if you you get a guy like that and just sponge up Chris Paul for however long he is in Phoenix, I think that would be fantastic. That'd be a great fit.
0: I, I do want to say in my defense on the Halliburton mm-hmm. thing, I definitely ranked him too low, but I also said with my low ranking that I know for a fact, he's going to be better than most of the guys I took ahead of him.
2: Yeah. I hear you. I, no, I, I hear you. I got everyone's receipts. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where I got everyone's concern with Halliburton, but I just, every time I watched him, you're like, no, he's got it. He's got it, yeah. and then he ended up in the right place, you know. But I just that team—if he landed with Phoenix, my goodness, yeah, uh, Phoenix,
0: Phoenix would have been a better situation than even Sacramento. Yes, like Phoenix was the absolute perfect spot, and he would have helped them. And honestly, I think he'd have been a decision maker that could have put like they could have won the championship if they took Halliburton. Yeah, I think he they would have, have been, been a whole new monster. monster. That would he would have been that big of a difference maker because you saw the difference in. Their play when campaign actually had it rolling,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? And and Halliburton, yeah. I think, even given it would have been his first playoff series, I'd rather have had Halliburton out there than campaign.
1: Same, same, maybe. Yeah, and I love maybe I it's love the Bulls campaign, fan. But... In me.
0: Oh man,
2: <laughs> oh, I All forgot. Right, Corey's got Corey's got some sensitive subjects about <laughs> theater, the theater of pain.
0: You know what, though, I will say, I was never one of the Bulls fans who was like out on pain. I always, I was always like, I i'm fine with him on the court i don't think he's nearly as bad as we think he is um it's we were just a bad team in general right. and it's tough it's and there's tough a for reason young guys. there's a reason the campaign was selected he was a lottery guy right, right. And, yeah you know he, his talent 14. was always there the flashes were always there he just needed to grow up a little bit um but i he was there it's no shock that he's a player in the league right right
1: <sighs> See, I'm I'm okay. I'm picking thirtieth for the Jazz, and I'm pissed off yep. because I I had Springer locked in. I thought there was a a snowball's chance in hell that you're going to take Sp- Springer at twenty nine. So you kind of screwed me there. And I was so excited <laughs> to put Springer on this Jazz team and just let him develop on this squad. But uh, you know what? This guy, we when we did his episode, Corey, we ripped this guy a new one. And, you know, I, some people were projecting him a lot higher, but I think at 30, why not take the damn swing? see what he develops into i like that he's gonna play behind boyan bogdanovich and i think bogdanovich is gonna rub off on him and people sleep on bogdanovich's creating and his defending and how he's a really important part of this utah jazz team and so i'm gonna take zaire williams here to close the first round i think zaire going to utah it'll be like him going to college like he's gonna go finish college in utah and um and by the end of it you know under quinn snyder hopefully He gets the proper education and he gets molded the right way. And we maybe we see the best version of Zaire. And the fact that we're taking him 30th at the end of the first round and not in the lottery, I think that takes a lot of pressure off his shoulders as well. So this kind of feels like the best spot for Zaire. I feel pretty good about taking him 30th.
0: I feel better uh, about Zaire at 30 than I do at 8 to the magic. Exactly. Yeah, I'd probably agree with that statement. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like it. I think that Zaire, there's there's a chance that he's a valuable two-way player in, in the league. And if you can get him at 30, um, it's a more than worthwhile upside swing. You know, he, there's definitely a chance that he's one of these breeds like Trey Murphy, um, you know, like a reddish DeAndre Hunter, Mikael Bridges, you know, one of these guys who could play multiple positions and... uh You know, even though the percentages were bad, his jumper does look good. I feel like he's going to be a good catch and shoot guy. Even though I, I don't think he can dribble, and I don't know why people keep saying that he can dribble. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I don't know. He's
2: he's just weird. I, I just don't see it. And then I see it, but when I see it, it's really rare. It's Mm -hmm. just, it's strange. I get the upside. I, I do believe if you're, if you believe in, you've been tracking him, you've been scouting him throughout. You know if someone's going to be convinced when you get to a certain point in the draft that's like okay it's worth it it's yeah. it's worth the swing um i just i would think it's going to be somewhere in the 20s if it's in the first round you know or exactly what albert did at 30 it's worth worth the gamble especially if you got a good developmental staff and roster where he doesn't have to be thrust into the action i guess 100%
0: that is going to wrap it up we did it. We banged out one through 30. It was a lot oh, of fun. Really? I am so happy that um, we finally got to work together on a podcast. Tyler oh, yeah. has, has written for the hardwood mag. Um, So we've worked together before, but it was awesome to do it in an audio format. Um, I'm really excited to work together in the future as well. Okay. Tyler, yes. please. Plug everything that you have going on. You just dropped. I'm going to plug one thing for you because you worked so hard on it. It's Mm -hmm. an unbelievable piece of draft content, um, and it's a must-have for an absolutely affordable price. You need to get Tyler's draft guide that he dropped. It is so unbelievably in-depth. It covers every single angle of the draft. It's a must-have. So, Tyler, where... Can the people get that and then plug everything else that you got?
2: Um, just thank you for that. I'll give you a tip later. I really appreciate it. But <laughs> no, um, it's just at our social media accounts. Just at Backcourt V. It's very easy to find. Just got our link in a bio. Basically, very easy to access. And um, other than that, I mean, that's that's pretty much all I'm rolling with right now. Just uh, excited. The plug, to plug the be. pod. Plug no, the pod. we got the back. We got the basketball podcast for Backcourt Violation. Um, just basically still a rookie, but we're, we're excited about that. We'll have to have you guys on very soon. Like you said, get a little home and home action. So, um, no, I mean, I'm happy. We finally did this, especially draft week. It seems just right. And, um, we'll have to, we'll have to make this a regular thing. Hopefully.
0: Absolutely. Um, everybody, you know, where to find Albert and I make sure you subscribe rate, review the podcast. Um, We're not done. We still have one more episode coming at you dropping tomorrow on draft day. We will be at the draft. We're going to be filming content. The Barclays Center has notorious, awful Wi-Fi, just (laughs) just the absolute worst. I'm going to ask somebody at the venue if I can pay to use the Barclays Center Wi-Fi that isn't available to the public. So maybe we could even stream live at the Barclays Center. We'll see. They're probably going to tell me no. But we're going to film a whole bunch of shit. It's going to be awesome. So make sure you, uh, you're you subscribed to the Hardwood Herald YouTube to, to catch all of the footage. Um, and uh, until tomorrow, the next episode, Tyler, again, thank you for coming on. We are out. Peace.
1: Peace. Peace.